Hey, welcome back. It's another edition of Racing Roundup here on your feed, courtesy of our friends at Juniata County Radio. There's plenty of news. There's plenty of things happening in the spring car world. 2023 has been nothing short of news, that's for sure. Uh, But we had the 2023 410 Spring Car Track Champion sitting down with us this week, Devin Borden, and he's got plenty of good stories to tell. Raymond Washington native turned Central PA regular, now resides in Central PA, still goes home to Washington, and he talks about that in our interview with him here this week. But we'll talk to Devin Borden this week, the driver of the statement Shuttleworth-owned number 23, the track champion at Port Royal Speedway in 410 competition. Talk to him about 2023, his racing career start, how he was looking to be an ASCS national driver before ending up in... Pennsylvania and now the most dominant driver at Port Royal this year in regular season competition. What he views for himself in the future, what goals he has, how hard it is or how scary it is to run the top line. Now the Devin Borden line in 2023 at Port Royal Speedway uh, and much, much more. So we'll take a quick break. Thank some of our sponsors and we'll get right into it. Our interview with Devin Borden. On your way to the races, stock up with a stop at Royal Beverage. Check out the huge selection of beers, IPAs, seltzers, and wine coolers, as well as fast, easy in-and-out service. Take the Port Royal exit off Route 322. Hang a right at Rudders. Go about 100 yards, and it's the big red barn on your left. Open Monday through Saturday, 9 to 9, and Sunday, 11 to 5. Stay up to date on specials and new items on the Royal Beverage Facebook page. Discover Old Port's Hidden Gem. Turbot Back 40 is the gift shop with snacks. Need a gift or maybe just a wardrobe update? Check out the different shirts, fine leather concealed carry purses, handmade jewelry, and wallets for both men and women. Turbot Back 40 has a large variety of Emma's gourmet popcorn and snacks, as well as gourmet hot sauces and wing sauces ranging from no kick to a kick in the stomach. Plus, there are spices, dressings, dips, home decor, handmade gifts from various local artists, and more. Check them out on Facebook or stop by Thursdays between 1 and 5, Friday from 2 to 7, and Saturday from 10 to 4. Turbot Back 40 at 25834 Route 75, Port Royal. Just one mile away from the racetrack. Old Port's hidden gem. As a highly paid professional voice artist, I don't have time for these smart aleck kid producers who keep interrupting my voice art. Here he comes now. Watch me turn the tables on him. Ready to record the new John H. Schaefer radio spot? Actually, I'm producing this one and you're recording. Oh, cool. The easy job. John H. Schaefer Dodge has cars, trucks, vans, crossovers, and so much. Wait, just one second. Cut. Everyone knows that it's nearly impossible to get new cars these days. Got it. John H. Schaefer Dodge has a nice selection of used cars and can custom order a new vehicle to suit your needs. Hold it. Hold it. You can't just make up things and make it sound good. Who's making it up? I was just there. Custom ordered a new Jeep. It's awesome. This way I get to pick the way I want. Ready to record? Just do it yourself, these know-it-all brats. Schaefer's closes in half an hour. Maybe I can make it in time. John H. Schaefer Dodge, William Penn Highway, Mexico. Once upon a time, in a little town called Mexico, Pennsylvania, a man named John decided to start a car lot. The details may be a little fuzzy, but John believed in a dedicated sales staff, a no-hassle, no-pressure approach, and expert mechanics who could get your car running in a jiffy. Today, there is still a car dealership in the town of Mexico, PA. It still bears the name of John H. Schaefer. Even though it's now the third generation of leadership, the mechanics prefer to be called technicians these days, but you'll still find that no pressure, 
top quality approach with each and every customer. John H. Schaefer Dodge, William Penn Highway, Mexico. All right, so Devin Borden, obviously track champion at Port Royal Speedway this year. But I want to first off talk about, you know, whenever Earl, myself, you know, Johnny Gibson, wherever you're racing, whoever you're racing with, you know, we always start off with you're from Raymond, Washington, right? That's where the career got started. So tell everybody who doesn't know, I'm sure you've told the story a lot, but how did you end up in central Pennsylvania? Uh, well, it's kind of, kind of a long story. It just, uh, all just kind of happened. I kind of got lucky. Uh, once it happened, it kind of just happened. So we were, uh, racing, we were playing racing the ASCS national tour. Um, the year that I came in here and got the ride for Hefner. Um, but we were just planning on racing three sixties. We didn't even have a four ten at the time or nothing, but I figured I had to get out on the national tour to have any kind of shot at trying to get my name out there and whatnot. So that's exactly what we did. And, uh, we came into PA, um, a lot, lot of it was just because of Don Ott. Don Ott played a huge, huge role in uh, getting me where I'm at now. Um, but long story short, my dad used to uh, run um, 360 sprint cars on the on the West Coast, and him and Don always kept in touch. Well, when it came to me, um, you know, coming back here in PA, uh, my dad told Don and Don's like, okay, well, why don't you come on in and I'll help twist your wrenches on the race car. And, uh, you know, hell, we might even be able to throw 410 in the car. Well, sure enough, we did. And, uh, everything, I guess you could say just worked out. I guess we were able to run good enough. Um, and not 410. Um, but at the time I, hell, I, I had run a 410 one time, like a year or two before that. But so I, I was super green to it all, but, um, I guess ran good enough to somewhat get noticed. And uh, um, next thing you know, I got called by Mike Hefner um, to come drive his his car for, gosh, I think it was, yeah, it was three nights. Um, Tim Schaefer was driving the car at the time. And um, next thing you know, um, he called me. It was after that weekend. And he said, hey, you know, I want you to be my new full-time guy. And um, honestly, his dream come true. It was super cool. Um, so. Then I kind of had got, got the right in that um, race for him for a while. And um, that, that ended up kind of leading to this 23 shells or salmon team and uh, where I'm at now. And, um, you know, I couldn't be more uh, blessed and thankful for everything that I, that, that, that I have, have and uh, you know, um, everyone that's helped me get to where I'm at. So how hard of it was it? a pretty easy conversation with your family or was it, was it difficult to make the move from, from Washington to, to central PA to run sprint car full time? No, I mean, it, it was, it was quite easy to be honest. Uh, it was kind of the goal we had in mind the whole time. Um, if, if, if that wasn't the goal, we probably wouldn't have got on the ASCS national tour to begin with. So, um, I mean, it was the goal the whole time. I knew at some point if I was going to, have any shot at making it, I was probably going to have to move to the East coast, um, or at least be back here a lot more. And, uh, yeah, I mean, everything just, just, uh, kind of, kind of worked out. And then, I mean, even just thinking from being on the ASCS national tour to being a central PA regular, I mean, did, was that a hard decision between the two or was it, you know, it's, it's central PA, the, the purses are pretty, pretty solid. I mean, what weighed into your decisions there when, when Mike Hefner gave you the call? 
Oh, I mean, it was it was uh, pretty damn easy. Uh, there, there, there was really no no thinking about it. Uh, I knew that four ten racing was what I really needed to be in, anyways. You know, the three sixty stuff. Um, you know, it's it's great. It's competitive. It's it's awesome. But uh, I feel like if you really want to get to that next step in sprint car racing, you got to get to the four tens, and uh, you know, get running good in those, and that's what it's all about. So uh, you know. It was pretty easy decision. Um, the whole goal was to get out of my dad's family-owned eight car anyways, because really we just didn't have a long-term funds to do it. Um, just to do what we were going to do there that, that year was going to be a real stretch, but we're willing to take the risk and, uh, you know, um, hope that everything would uh, work out and I could potentially get a shot. So for our fans who, who don't know, um, with growing up in Washington and, and racing on the West Coast, is there a lot of difference between racing on the West Coast compared to, you know, the East Coast Central PA? Is it is it pretty similar? How does it compare? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of streaming. There's a lot of eyes on on the East Coast and Central PA between Flow and Dirt Vision and whatever. Um, you know, for some of our fans locally, they don't they don't get to pay attention to what's out west or they don't get to see it. So how does it compare? How's it different? Uh, just like fan base wise, and and I guess the the respect wise, and. Um, I guess the publicity it gets is entirely different. Um, I feel like the East Coast just, I feel like the fan base, there's a lot more fans, I guess you could say, um, than there is on the East West Coast. I mean, you still got a lot of good fans on the West Coast as well, but um, I feel like uh, racing back here um, is definitely bigger. And, you know, I mean, you got a lot of really famous tracks and, um, lot, you know, I mean, hell, there's, you know, all these tracks within an, within an hour or two. And like on the West coast, you know, like for me, like Grace Harbor raceway was like an hour from me, which was really close. But outside of that, it was minimum four hours. Like just the Skagit was four hours. And then half the time we'd be going to California and we're driving 10, 12, a whole way to, you know, 18 hours just to race for a weekend. So um, I think that makes it a lot easier too for the, for the East coast fans because everything's a lot closer together. Um, so it makes it easier mm-hmm. to have a better fan base, you know, um, when everything's so close together. So when you got in the Hefner ride full time, um, you know, a little bit more Lincoln regular, you know, you were all over Williams Grove and, and at Port Royal as well. But what did you learn in those that first season or that that first time in the in the Hefner ride? What lessons did you learn with with being out here and and running all the PA tracks that are so close together? What were some of the lessons you learned? Um. I think I, I, I learned, I mean, I still got to get better at it, but sometimes I need to slow down to go faster. When I first got in that 27 car and even when I was driving my eight car, I was driving like an absolute wild man, just because I knew I had to turn heads and I only had a few races to do it. Um, so I was definitely driving extremely hard. And I mean, I feel like I still drive hard and I got to clean up some mistakes and whatnot. Um, but I feel like I've, I have gotten better slowing down some and, uh, you know, trying to think more than just drive super aggressive all the time. Um, you know, like I said, I, I still got a long ways to go, but, um, I feel like that's probably the biggest thing. Um, I was just driving the, the, the four tens was different. Um, I, I learned a lot, just like chassis setup wise, I learned a lot and really every aspect of things. So it, you know, um, Mike Hefner definitely 
helped me uh, in a huge way, accelerate my career. And really, if it wasn't for him, you know, I don't even know if I'd be be where I'm at right now. And then you make the move to the 23 car, which obviously has paid off, you know, a track championship at Port Royal this season and, you know, a handful of wins. I mean, it was a fantastic 2023 from, from all, all aspects, all sides. Were you expecting when you made the move to the 23 car to be as dominant? Did you expect the, the quick success that you've seen? Because it's been, I mean, 2023 was, was an unreal run for you. I mean, it, you just seem unbeatable. You were the guy everybody was watching every time you stepped out on the track. Yeah, I mean, I'm still nowhere nowhere near where I want to be. Um, we definitely had a good year, um, but I feel like I got a long ways to go also. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a great move. Uh, you know, John and Kelly Stamen are just so good to me. And, um, you know, the Shell's worse and, uh, you know, Mike Danner and Jeff Weaver. And my guys just work super hard and uh, we got a great team. And, you know, that's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, I mean – I think, uh, I think, you know, I'm really looking to improve this coming year and even get a lot better, you know? So, um, as good of a year as we had, I feel like I still got a long ways to go. So what are your goals? What do you want to achieve that you haven't, that you haven't done yet? I mean, I want to get a lot more consistent at the Grove. Um, I want to win, you know, a, a big race, you know, I mean, I've, I think I won the dream race, um, this last year at Ford and, uh, but I, I want to win a World of Outlaws race, race. I want to win a high limit race. I want to win, you know, when the big guys are in town, that's where I want to really shine. And um, that's that's more my goal than anything is that and to get more consistent um, everywhere. You know, it doesn't matter where we go. I feel like we're really good at, at you know, like Port Royal and Sealand's Grove, I feel like we're really good at, but we got to get better at the Grove. We got to get better at Lincoln. Um, I feel like we're pretty good at BAPS. We've got that, that place down pretty good, but just overall, I just want to get more consistent and um, really con- contend for wins every night. So what have you taken away from a, a big race? Say the Tusk score 50, right? You're, you're dominant at Port Royal. That's mm-hmm. that's the big the biggest one right. uh, between that and the Wakert and the Dream. What have you taken away from running in the, in the Tusk score 50? And, and how hard is it to run Port Royal Speedway for 50 laps over, you know, 25, 30 laps? Uh, it's, it's definitely a big difference. Um, this year, we actually really struggled which uh, I guess I wasn't, I, I was expecting going into that to be definitely better than we were. Um, the track changed and, uh, you know, I think that got us off of our game a little bit, but nonetheless, uh, we, we were still just a, a, a little bit off. And, uh, but, you know, going back this year, I know, I know what I got to do. I think we know as a team what we got to do. And um I think we'll be much better, um, but overall, we just got to put it all together and make it happen. So kind of tailing back to, you know, not being from Central PA, what does the offseason look like for a guy like you? You know, I've talked to different guys. They have they have different, you know, full-time jobs to go back to. Logan Wagner goes back to, you know, being a pilot. Um, you know, some other guys got some different things. So what does it look like for Devin Borden from, you know, November to March? Uh, I'm pretty much just been home. Uh, I actually just got back here to PA today. Um, but actually right after BAPS the next day, I went home, went on a family hunting trip and just been spending some time back in Washington with my family and, uh, my dogs and, uh, just all my, all my, uh, family and friends. And it's definitely been nice to get a break and, um, you know, uh, just, just kind of get regrouped and refreshed. And, um, you know, that's about it. My guys are at the shop 
working hard, getting everything built, ready to go. So, um, you know, we're lucky to have such a great crew like that where I don't really have to be around too much. So what does 2024 look like for the 23 team? Is it is it the same similar type schedule of between the Central PA tracks and chasing championships there? Or what, what does it look like for you? Honestly, I'm not exactly sure yet. Everything's kind of still up in the air with what we're doing. Um, I think we'll be running, you know, the, the Grove a lot and Port a lot. Uh, and then try to fill in with everything we can and hopefully get out and travel to some new places and um, got to some of the big races. But as of now, everything's just kind of up in the air. Do you have ambitions to compete nationally? You, you talked about wanting to do that with ASCS before coming to Central PA again. Obviously, a lot of talks with High Limit and World of Outlaws this off season, and you know what that all amounts to. Has any of that been tempting to you? It might, you know, your hands might be tied with the team you're currently, you know, your team's driving for where it's based out of. But is is that the goal to end up driving mm-hmm. for one of those series someday? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I want to take it to the next step. I want to take it to the top. And um, I think one of those series is what I got to be in to do that. Um, but right now, I mean, I am super happy with where I'm at. Um, you know, everyone just treats me so good where I'm at. And, and I'm so lucky to uh, have the people around me that that, that I got around me. So um, I'm just going to try and, you know, win as many races and um, get as good as I can. And um if at some point an opportunity comes up to go that next step, then, um, you know, I'll consider then. But as of now, I'm just super happy with where I'm at. What would you say your best memory is so far racing sprint car? When you think, when you go to bed at night or you have some free time and you're just daydreaming about sprint car racing, where does your mind go? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's, there's a couple of races back when I was running my family owned uh, eight car you know, running 360 race with my dad um, when I first got into it, you know, a couple of my first wins were um, super, super exciting. And um, I'd say that. And, uh, you know, before I got back here in Pennsylvania, I'd always watch Anthony Macri and Lance DeWeese and all the names run Port Royal, you know, like those guys running the fence. And it's like, man, you know, how do those guys do that? Like, that's just crazy, you know? And uh, I always just wanted to be able to like compete with, uh, with, with like Lance and, uh, you know, all those guys and be able to race with them and beat them. And uh, we were able to do that this year. Um, I think it was the dream race. We passed Lance on the last quarter of the last lap to win. I think it was 10 grand. So I'd say that that was definitely one of my favorite um, memories races, just because it's something I always, you know, looked at and wanted to make happen. And um, to look back and see that we did it was uh, pretty damn cool. And, and running the fence at Port Royal, I think we had Chet Kristner on the show whenever he comes to Port Royal, he says, you know, what guts it takes to, you know, drive into turn one facing the high wall and just, you know, put the rear tire up against it, you know, and you're, you're known for that now, you know, that's, that's your, this past year, which was the Devin Borden line. It wasn't the Anthony Macri line, you know, anymore. Yeah. It was the Devin Borden line when you did that for the first time. And when you do it every week, I mean, is it, Chet says about going into it, closing your eyes and just hoping you come out the other side. What was that like the first time you ran the wall at Port Royal? Uh, honestly, it wasn't nearly as intimidating as I thought it would be. It was just kind of one of the, I mean, it was a little intimidating, obviously, but it's just kind of one of those deals. It's like, okay, I got to drive in here 110% freaking not even think about it. And that's just it. And I did, did it the first time. I think I was in, actually in the eight car, um, with one of my, uh, uh, one of my first races around here, I did it. And I was like, okay, you know, 
that's not as not not as bad as I thought it was. Um, but really, just it it, it definitely takes some balls to do it, um, especially in the <laughs> beginning. But running it now, it's really uh, just like second nature to me. So the off season, you know, work doesn't stop. The need for money in this sport doesn't stop either. Um, you know, what are you doing to raise funds? Are you still selling merch, you know, coming into the 2024 season? What's, what's the, what's the off season look like that way? Oh yeah. The biggest thing is just, uh, you know, my merchandise, I'm selling decent amount of merchandise with my online store, devinborden.com. Um, but outside of that, uh, you know, you'd really try to make enough money during race season so that you can get through the winter. And, um, (laughs) that's kind of what I'm living off of right now. Um, really just trying to, uh, like I said, it's been nice to get home and get a little bit of a break and spend time with my family. Um, so that's kind of what I've done. Um, outside of that, you know, I'm, I've really just, I've been trying to really focus on growing my social media and, uh, you know, trying to get that popping to maybe at some point generate, uh, you know, potentially money and more t-shirt sales and everything else. But, um, right now I'm not doing a lot, uh, I, I used to have a car detailing business in Washington. Um, uh, so I might do a little bit of that during, during January, detail some cars and whatnot. Um, but really, that's about it. Well, Devin, we appreciate you coming on. We're excited to see what 2024 holds because 2023 was, was exciting to watch. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. So that was Devin Borden, the driver of the Stamen Shuttlesworth owned number 23, a regular at Port Royal Speedway last season. We thank him again for coming on and joining us here on Racing Roundup. We appreciate you, the listeners, for tuning in to all these special episodes. There's a lot of new listeners that have been coming in here over the past month and listening to our interviews with Kyle McFadden, with Chet Krishner, with Mike Wagner, and now with this episode here with Devin Borden. We appreciate you all for listening. Go ahead, give me a follow on Twitter or on Facebook at Brad Strasser. Would love to hear from you. Would love to hear what you want to hear on the show, who maybe guest-wise you want to have here in the next two weeks. We'll be doing these interviews every two weeks from now until racing gets back underway. Of course, there's plenty of news to talk about. We might throw in a news episode here or there. Um, 2023 has been nothing short but of good news or crazy news, should say, in dirt track racing and plenty of stuff to talk about. Thank all those sponsors you heard earlier for helping us put the show on. Anybody else that wants to come on the show, feel free to reach out. We'd love to put more shows together and we couldn't do it without some of those sponsors. Or of course, those of you who download the podcast every week or tune in weekly on Juniata County Radio. Again, appreciate y'all for listening. And remember, as we say every week here on Racing Roundup, speed is for the speedway, not the highway.